Hello, friends, and welcome to a uh, potentially sad episode of Two in the Chamber. Um, there's a lot to cover, and a lot of it explains why I've been away so long. And uh, before we get started, I just wanted to thank you all for your support and listening over the years. Um, it's always been fun doing this show. I don't think I've ever had an episode where I was like, you know, that episode sucked. I wish I would have picked a different person to be the subject of this episode. I've never had that. Because one of the things that this show has given me over the years is a lens into my friendships with the people that I've interviewed and realizing that there's something else in there. And it, it didn't matter who it was, whether it was Steve Sauters, Steve Edelmond, my buddy Josh, um, my wife, my friend Sean, my friend Steve, as anybody. Anybody I've interviewed has always been the kind of person who brought something to the table that I didn't think about before. And the episodes with my wife were no different. But I've been thinking a lot about gratitude this year and thankfulness. Because in years and even decades past, I haven't had much to be thankful for or even wanted to feel thankful because I was trapped in such a deep depression around the holidays. But this year, I have plenty to feel thankful for. And I'm in the headspace to do it. I have been more present this year than ever before, and the depression is quite well at bay, as long as my pharmacist doesn't fuck up the works. I've been gone for so long since I moved to Ames because it was hard to coordinate schedules and or get anyone to come over for an interview, and of course the pandemic didn't alleviate either of those issues and added the technological aptitude barrier into the mix as well. I wound up doing some catch-up episodes by myself, and I also started a tale with my wife as co-chair, and we decided to talk about what made the person I was in front of the microphone talking to you. It was a good recap of our marriage and what big and small events occurred in our lives on this amazing journey together. There was only one problem, a very big one, that was omitted. This omission wasn't because I didn't want to tell it or because it was too personal or embarrassing to my own stature or self-worth, but it was because I didn't know it at the time. You see, your glorious host came into a lot of therapy during the pandemic, and I also found out a lot about myself that I had never explored before. I started coming into a lot of issues where I had moments in my life that didn't make sense until I cleared the way the fog around them. When I did, it became clear. Most of my issues were with my sense of self, and why I felt worthless was because I wasn't right with myself, nor my body. And I had struggled with this for what I'm now realizing was pretty much my entire life back to my school age years. I struggled bonding with males in my classes from an early age, and almost always found myself befriending girls. I found myself experimenting with what I would look like as a girl as early as age seven, and I would come to realize <clears throat> that I had many cross-dressing experiences with other men and had sexual intercourse with them and realized I liked it because it gave me a sense of power that I didn't understand. But it wasn't until I was experimenting at the tender age of 41 with cross-dressing with a wig on that something happened. My egg cracked, as they say, and the memories of all the above and then some came flooding out through the cracks in the shell. 
I was reborn in front of the mirror that day, and I couldn't fully comprehend what I felt in that moment, but it was a total game changer. I spent the next two weeks trying to figure out what it all meant. And in that two weeks, I went through many, many crises of faith, many aspects of a midlife crisis, one might say. And I also suffered from a massive mental breakdown that left me passed out on the floor behind my bar in the arms of my loved one. <clears throat> the next day, February 22nd, 2022, I made the decision to come out as transgender to my wife of almost 20 years. I took the burden of the lie I had struggled living with my whole married life and put it on my partner. She had to figure out a lot really fast, and she struggled, but to her credit, overall, she's made a lot of effort to see me through this transition, and she still wants to be my married nesting partner. She and I are making every effort to be the best wives we can be to each other, and we are even becoming better humans as we relearn how to be in our gloriously queer relationship. What has happened since I came out was a whirlwind of losing friends, gaining new ones, changing my social habits and circles, and finally expressing all of my desires in life. I've even become a member of a Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. It has not been easy, though I may make it seem like it is. Anxiety has been high in some moments, and not so bad in others. I came out to my mom, who was pretty nonplussed by the whole reveal, and was more worried that I was announcing I was divorcing my spouse. My dad did not take the news well, but after a long time of not talking to him, we are finally mending fences, and I just recently had a good conversation with him about all of this and how I came to it. We're working on our new relationship as father and daughter, and I'm thankful to say that he won't go to the grave knowing I'm firmly rooted in my identity. And I still love him nonetheless. He knows my identity now. And that's all that matters. My brother was the big shocker in all of this. Because he's of a different political belief than I am. But he mainly just wants me to be happy. And carefree. Like I was once before. He also had many questions, most of which I didn't mind answering because my big brother has been one of the people I've loved the most in my life and been able to open myself up to. Him and I have an amazing relationship and I hope to keep it that way. I have been so blessed with the friends that have stayed and many of them were accepting off the bat because they could tell something was wrong with me and no matter what I did, I couldn't seem to shake it despite trying so hard to battle it. I don't think I would have made it through this transmission the transition and the early months alone. I do have to be thankful for them, but sometimes they could take the burden off my wife if she was overwhelmed, or they could take her out and just go relax with her to get her mind off the battle at home. Despite all the sad notes this year of losing both of my aunts and my wife's grandmother, almost killing myself with alcohol, and of course the stress of coming out at such a delayed age, there's been much to celebrate. I'm the most me I've ever been. And I am deliriously grateful for that feeling I get almost constantly. I've never felt more true to myself than this year. I'm in love with how my wife and my life make me so happy. And I am exuberantly happy with myself for listening to the screaming in her voice that was telling me everything was wrong 
and finally solving it. But I've also decided in coming out, in changing my path in life, and finding myself again, that this podcast doesn't quite fit me anymore. And it is kind of with a heavy heart that I abandon this endeavor, and I am looking to perhaps take on a new one down the road. Um, if you've been listening all this time and putting up with delay after delay after delay of getting back to the show, I thank you kindly for your patience. And I thank you so immensely for your listenership. It's been great talking to you, friends. Well, now, um, I guess I should introduce myself as your proper host, Lily Jane Vaggart. It's been a pleasure, my friends. <laughs>